Over Matter Psych Talks Episode 2 with your host, Kirsten Rousseau. I hope you are all well and healthy out there. I'm sending positive energy for your week ahead and praying for many blessings in this week of love. Thank you all for tuning in and for all the support over the podcast launch as well as our drop of our first episode. The support was truly overwhelming and seeing the different listeners tune in from different countries across the globe and the stats of course growing each and every day. It was such a real experience for me, one filled with the utmost gratitude, purpose and value. So I thank you all and appreciate each and every one of you that liked, commented, um, sent feedback and shared and subscribed to our podcast. Thank you again. And in light of feeling so much love lately, and of course being the week of love, it felt only right to have our topic this week be focused and centered on love. So we're going to be discussing and unpacking the five different love languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. So let's go ahead and dive in. Before we do though, I do want to mention that I intentionally wanted this episode to be published before Valentine's Day so that we could hopefully get this right in terms of understanding our own love languages and those of our partners and making sure that we express our love in that manner to them on Valentine's Day. Now, I know it's not just about Valentine's Day. We should be doing this each and every single day in order to maintain a healthy and flourishing relationship. However, I do believe that if there's a chance or an opportunity to begin to start something new, then why not this Valentine's Day? Now, if you haven't gotten your hands on Dr. Gary Chapman's book on the five love languages, I highly recommend that you do. It is an excellent read. And his basic and main premise of the book is that we're all different, right? We're all different people with different personalities. And that means that we all experience love differently perceive it differently and feel it differently. He discovered this very premise by his years of marriage counseling and experience, of course, and his book basically sparked a new way of thinking about love. He saw that many couples were misunderstanding each other's needs and the main issue was a communication barrier. He decided to look at the way we all feel love and appreciation individually. So Doc really ended up putting us on. He came up with the cheat code for sure. And he discovered that by us understanding and decoding these different ways of showing love, we would be able to take the guesswork out of your partner's expectations and needs and come up with a preferred and primary love language and be able to speak to them in that love language. 
he identified five different love languages. Words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and receiving gifts. Let's go ahead and start off with words of affirmation being one of the ways people prefer to receive love and appreciation. And through this method, it is all about expressing affection through spoken word. Now that could be praise, for example, a teacher to a student. It could be a compliment to a friend. You look great today. It could be a kind word of encouragement towards a colleague. It could be an uplifting quote to a family member. I know for me personally, my brand loves to send me these in the morning and I absolutely look forward to them as well. It could be a love note to your significant other or just a cute text um, to somebody that you're thinking about. More importantly with this love language, I would say is how you speak your words of affirmation, how you choose to say them is um, a good good portion of the battle here. So I would say put some effort into speaking genuinely from the heart and expressing empathy. And I'd also say that when you're writing a cute note or leaving a love letter of some sort, communicate specific things that you appreciate about that person, right? Give some detail so that you can add some meaning. And also try to practice doing it in front of people as well, doing complimenting them in front of people. Don't only do it when it's behind closed doors, right? And offer words of encouragement to remind them of their own personal strengths. Again, you've got to be specific to the person and make it personalized to them, right? So that's just some advice when you're looking to express words of affirmation in your relationship or to any given person. So we've looked at words of affirmation and now we're going to move on to quality time. So people who prefer this as their love language, they value your full and entire presence uh, when you're spending time together. So for them, they feel most loved when you are giving them your undivided attention and you're spending time together with them in meaningful way. This means shutting down the laptops, um, putting the cell phones to the side and making this person your priority, making eye contact with them, engaging with them, thoughtfully interacting and actively listening to them during this time. This is what they value, right? It's not going to be a Netflix and chill moment. This would be quality time that you've actually planned and put aside for this person. This could be, you know, taking a walk or a stroll around the neighborhood or the block. It could be um, a late night cruise. I'm a huge fan of those. It could be doing something like, cooking together, doing a cooking class, or simply just cooking at home, or a stroll on the beach, something like that where you're focused on each other and the surrounding 
environment is just to enhance that time together. Another way of showing quality time is to get involved on their hobbies, you know. If there's something that it is that they like and enjoy and you haven't been exposed to it or you haven't tried it, maybe perhaps do it with them once or twice. It could be their thing, but just to show interest and to show that you're willing to, you know, try something out with them, it could also be a nice way to spend time together. Now, moving along to... The next love language, physical touch. People who prefer this as their primary feel most loved when they are physically interacting with their partner. Now, aside from sex, this could mean simply just holding hands on the couch. It could be cuddling. It could mean giving your partner a massage on the neck or a foot massage when they come home from work. It could be any dancing or interacting where you are in some way, shape, form, or the other, you are touching your partner and physically the two of you are interacting. You'll also notice that people whose love language is physical touch, they often love receiving and giving public displays of affection and feel weird if they're not touching their partner in public. The physical gestures basically serve as a way of signifying the relationship comfort level as well as the closeness that you feel in that relationship and the emotional connection. For people with this love language, it can be extremely hurtful when their partner or loved one avoids being physically affectionate with them and it can lead to a lot of negative emotions, emotions of neglect and unwantedness. Now the next love language is acts of service and this means doing anything nice for your partner. It could be running an errand for them, helping out with the dishes, simply putting gas in the car, or making the bed for them in the morning. Any little thing where you're being of service to them. It could be doing the laundry for them, or doing the grocery shopping. Any little household chore that is essentially contributing to making their life easier and lightening up their load. And of course, it shows that you're dedicated to helping them and you're prioritizing their needs. It's important that with this love language, you remember that you're not leaving um, any messes behind or creating a bigger project for your partner and that the idea is that whatever it is you're helping them with, you leave it in better condition than you found it and that essentially it's about making their life easier, right? Not more difficult. I also feel like there's no harm in asking. For example, if there's something you want to do for your partner and you haven't done it before and you're not sure how to, I would say best bet is to get the information, find out how to do it, and then go ahead and do that for them so that you're making sure you're not making any extra work. The final love language that Dr. Gary Chapman identified was receiving gifts. 
Now, with people who prefer this as their primary, they believe that the gift symbolize love, care, and attention. And it's, it's a little bit more about the time and effort that the gift giver puts into selecting the gift. And it's not necessarily about whether it's a large or expensive gift. It's more about the effort and thought that went into it. And really what gets them going on this one is about you knowing their preferences, acknowledging um, their preferences by selecting something that they like. So those are our five main love languages. And although I've placed a lot of emphasis on our primary love language and speaking to us in our preferred way, I feel like it's important to mention that as your relationship evolves, your love language may too. So keep that in mind and make sure you're always going back to these conversations with your partner and discussing your love languages. And if you're really wanting to find out a definite answer, there's always the quiz, the Gary Chapman quiz that you can do that can give you a nice idea of what their love language is. But remember that can always change. And also remember that people like to be loved in many different ways. And they would like that, you know, you don't lose sight of the other love languages in your pursuit to make sure that you're focusing on loving them the right way. Also know that these love languages are not only for a romantic relationship, but they are for all your relationships. Any dynamic you have with another individual you can use these love languages to be able to communicate with them better, whether that be a teacher, whether that be a friend or family member or a colleague, helping to identify these love languages can definitely benefit you and them. Now, while we're on the topic of benefits, let's go ahead and discuss the benefits behind identifying your partner's love language. For me, the main idea that comes to mind is the idea of promoting selflessness. So you're focused on somebody else's needs and expectations rather than your own, which in turn promotes empathy because you're focused on what makes another person feel loved and appreciated rather than how you feel. In terms of personal growth, it helps build your emotional intelligence as well as shift your thinking and open it up to all these various ways in which you can express love. I feel like in terms of your intimacy in your relationship, it does deepen it and your love tank becomes more full because you are now identifying the ways in which you can communicate more effectively to your partner and of course that then leads to fewer instances of miscommunication which is a win-win for all and lastly I feel like it helps you to self-reflect and become introspective and identify why it is you love the way you do and what your preferred method is why it is that you prefer that method it could be something that you may have lacked from um, childhood and something that you now value. For me, my love language is definitely quality time and 
I'm lucky enough to have a partner that equally values that and loves to spend time with me. And we make sure that we always have a moment in the day where we are completely without technology and completely present with each other and doing something together. And usually that is a walk or a little smoke sesh together, whatever it may be. But we make sure that we make time for that. And he knows that I value that. So he's always ready to do something together. And then for him, his love language is definitely physical touch. But more in the sense of um, like playing with his hair or giving him a back scratch, something like that. Um, he definitely loves his physical touch. So I make sure that I factor that in at the end of the day when we're laying in bed and make sure to give him some of that attention. Like in any relationship, it's all about give and take and the compromise behind it. So, of course, we make an effort with each other to fulfill our love languages and also not to lose sight of the others along the way. Now time for the fun stuff. Let's go ahead and brainstorm some Valentine's Day ideas that match up with the different love languages. So, for example, if your partner is into quality time, just like me, they might want a boards game night or bowling night or even spending the night at a hotel together and doing like a full digital detox. No phones for a whole day or for a weekend. If your partner likes physical touch, like mine, you could plan a surprise massage or book one together where you do a couple's massage or spa day or go out dancing or snuggle up and possibly watch a movie together. For somebody who values acts of service, I would say Valentine's Day is the perfect day to go ahead and organize a mystery date from beginning to end or prepare maybe a thoughtful dinner with their favorite foods or even give them a whole laundry, grocery, shopping day where you basically cover all the chores and clean the house and complete some specific tasks that they've really been dreading, that could help them out. And for the obvious, for giving and receiving gifts, I would say there's no better day than to give them their favorite flowers or maybe make a homemade gift that shows that you've put some effort. Because remember, it's not about it being expensive or large, you know. So maybe a photo album filled with special memories of you both. That could be nice. And for somebody who values words of affirmation, of course, naturally sending them a handmade card comes to, comes to mind. Or a love letter or just a sticky note with something um, motivating. And you sort of put it in an unexpected place and they go ahead and find it. That could be cute. Or a special playlist with songs that remind you of them. That's a perfect way to give somebody that's curated by you and speaks to your feelings about them. Remember that, you know, it's the thought that counts at the end of the day and the meaning behind the gesture or the gift you choose. So 
try and play around with it, do some trial and error to figure out your partner's love language, or simply just do the Dr. Gary Chapman's quiz that you can find online to give you a nice, clear answer. And possibly attempt to speak that love language to them on Valentine's Day. It's the perfect day to try it out and see how it goes. We would love to hear some feedback, so please do comment on your preferred love language or your partner's and what idea you chose to run with on Valentine's Day. Let us know how that goes in the comments below. Thank you all again for listening. I hope your Valentine's Day is special. And whether that be with a partner or a friend or a family member, we're sending you love this week and know that we are thinking of you all out there. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Mind Over Matter Psych Talks. We will be back with episode three. So do keep updated on our social media and stay on the lookout for our episode release days. You can also subscribe to our blog and get our podcast sent to your email directly to you. And all you have to do is press play from there. You can also follow and listen to our blog on podcast streaming platforms like Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Of course, you can listen to our blog on our site at www.mindovermatterpsychtalks.com. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to our blog. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you later. Enjoy the rest of your week.